On this episode of The Mompreneur Show, I am talking to Dana Malstaff. She's an incredible wife, a mother of two adorable little ones, and a business strategist, a podcaster, and author of Boss Mom, which is an incredible book. I highly encourage you to get it. And if you'd like, if you could share this uh, show, you'll get a chance to win a copy of your own towards the end of the show. So make sure that you share it, make sure you share with your friends and be involved in the comments because I would love to hear what you have to ask uh, uh, Dana because I mean, it's going to be a very interactive show. That's the reason it's live. All right. I'm Vicky Lashenko, your host, and this is a show that features amazing stories of the most remarkable mom entrepreneurs. I am so excited to welcome Donna to the show, but first, we got to do an intro. Dana, welcome to the show. Hi, how you doing? Hey, good. It's so good to have you on. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for coming on. I know this is a blast and you're just full of energy, which makes me totally more awake than I was before I talked to you. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Oh yeah, you're on the West Coast. It's a lot earlier than today. And oh my goodness, so funny, full of energy, right? But like, so I've been doing this since January and every single time I get so nervous. Every time. I mean, we're live. The pressure's on, right? So... Donna, we we have, oh my gosh, please forgive me for mispronouncing your name. I'm so bad at this. Um, That's okay. Normally people say Dana. So this is a whole new Um, new thing, but it's like Dana Banana. Dana Banana. I love it. Well, see, the thing is, I have a sister-in-law whose name is Anna. And so it's Dana. It's like you just put a D in it and I have no idea what's wrong with me. Anyway. Well, if it makes you feel better, I have to add an N to my name in Siri so that Siri pronounces it correctly. So if she can't do it, you can't really fault. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for making me feel better. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Olga, thank you so much for joining us. And ladies, thank you all so much for joining us live on the Mompreneur Show. We have an incredible show coming up. And please make sure that if you have a question for uh, Dana, please let me know in the comments below. I'm going to be monitoring them right now. And um, of course, I have a list of questions to ask. And if you have any like fired up question that you want to ask, Please do. The thing is, is that I was listening to podcasts. I'm a huge podcast junkie. And every time I hear a guest and I'm like, ooh, ooh, I'm going to ask this question. But I never got a chance because it's not live. So this is the reason that we have a live show is for you to ask questions. So I encourage you to do so. All right. So, uh, Dana, share us your story of mompreneurship. How did you get started? Oh, uh, <laughs> at the exact same time. So um, I, when I left my job... Uh, everybody got took me out partying, um, and we'd been trying to have kids. Uh, hadn't I was working fourteen hour days? I'm a believer that stress makes all things more difficult. So uh, <laughs> I basically they went out and got me drunk, uh, and then I I got pregnant. So I think that's generally how it how it works. So I pretty much joke that I became an entrepreneur and a mom within the same twenty four hour period. Oh which my has been, gosh. Of course, it's like way too much information for people, but. We're, that's okay. We're all adults. You know what, hon? I, I love how real you are. So, you know, you <laughs> say it how it is. You don't sugarcoat anything. And so I love that about you. <laughs> well, so so I, I found myself in this space trying to grow and start a business while also trying to figure out this whole mom thing, even just being pregnant, not even being like a, having a baby yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I've always had been a very driven person. 
Mm-hmm. And so I knew I wanted to be really, really good at being a parent and really, really good at being an entrepreneur. It's a very scary space to yeah, figure out yeah. both when you have no idea. Like there's no, I mean, there's no amount of books. There's no amount of podcasts. There's no amount of conversations you can have that actually prepares you for, you know, it's like saying, oh, well, just go up to the top of this cliff and then just don't look down <laughs> when you jump off. They'll give you all the right directions, right. all the right advice, and you still get up to the top and you're like, what the hell am I doing? You know, because it's, it, the experience for yourself, the emotions, the hormones yeah, is yeah. scary. So in both situations, entrepreneurship and parenthood. Yeah. And so I basically found myself in this space where I didn't want to be a stay-at-home mom. I thought maybe that made me a bad mom. I wanted to be a good mom, but mm-hmm. I wanted to, you know, it was it was hard to figure out. It felt like there mm. were these two sides to me. And Interesting. Yeah, it took me a long time to recognize that it's all very much infused. Uh, Like in the Boss Mom book, I talk a lot about I don't believe in work-life balance. I don't believe there is a balance. I don't believe there's a scale. I believe that it's a big bucket of mess that's all in there. And everything we can learn from different experiences, whether it's business or babies, can help us with both. And we can like jumble it all together to not feel like we have to separate it all out and make meaning of it all very separately and have its own weight in our life and that if we don't have enough weight over here it means this thing isn't is important or doesn't mm-hmm, matter and mm-hmm. I think every day our priorities change and sometimes yeah. my kids come first and sometimes my business comes first yes. and recognizing that that was a better way for me to live in a place without guilt and being able to be better and I think thrive better as a mom and entrepreneur um, that's what prompted to write the book that's what prompted creating the boss mom community and now is a is a very fastly growing sort of movement oh, and yeah. space uh, and business um, mm-hmm. is all around that idea. We say on an Instagram, I say no judgment, just dance parties. Mm, I love that, and I love your dance parties. Goodness gracious, <laughs> so awesome! Oh, wait till the retreat. We have a whole thing. We have a whole thing planned. So, I'm so excited for your retreat. Goodness gracious, I want to come. Um, but we'll t- let's talk about that in a bit. But so let's let's go back a little bit. Danielle uh, Robert says, "Amen, preach." <laughs> Danielle, thank you so much. <laughs> Yes, this is what um, the show is all about. And this is what uh, I'm so, Dana, I'm sorry, I'm serious. Like, this is incredible to have you on because you keep it real. Okay, let's go back a little bit and talk about while, so you were pregnant while building your business. And you know what? I have to do this again. This is exactly what you're talking about in this book. I love how you put the two and two together. Like, um, growing a baby and slash growing a business like it's amazing I love the concept um, of your book um, so going back when you found out you're pregnant you were building your business um, what were the first um, services like what was the first thing that you did um, when you were still pregnant with your with your first baby yeah well I think like most people I was trying to figure out what my brand was I think a lot of times we say oh I want to do this thing this task yes. this something or I I have this purpose I want to put out into the world but then you go out into the world and you're like ah everybody's already doing something yes oh my gosh what can I do and it's a soul searching I think and when you're pregnant and you've got hormones coursing it's an even deeper soul searching that I think involves probably more crying yeah and believe me you can't start a business or have babies without crying so if you're going to try it you're going to be miserable just let it flow like turn on the notebook and just just cry it out you know because you you need to like emotionally I have found that the more in tune we are 
with how close we are. Like that's why I talk about your business being your baby. Like the more in tune we are with the fact that it's our, that's a part of us, that when it, when it flourishes, we flourishes. When it seems overwhelming, we feel overwhelmed. Yeah. Like our kids go through every single emotion every single day. Mm-hmm. And so do we because we're attached to them in ways we can never really describe. Oh, yeah. But you have to just own it. Like stop fighting it. Just own it. And so a lot of what I did was that soul searching while I was pregnant with my son was figuring out what was my brand? What am I doing? Mm-hmm. Starting to build my website and starting to figure out my logo and talk to people and go out and you know, leverage the connections I already had was the only way I actually got real business in that learning phase was going back to people I already knew and saying, let's work together. Like mm. you already know me because I don't have a brand to stand on. So you already know so me. Good. How can you connect me or how can you do that? And having something there so in the background I could be figuring out what on earth I am and who I am and what I'm doing and what that means. Um, and But it was a lot. It was Honestly, it was a lot of figuring stuff out. And then when I had my daughter, it was I was writing the Boss Mom book the last three months of, of being pregnant and then the first three months of her being born. There was a lot of soul searching there, too, because yeah. the Boss Mom brand was being born. So with both babies, yeah. I mean, the, the hard part about hormones and being uncomfortable when you're pregnant is that it's hard uh, because you, you're got all these hormones and you're pregnant. But it's yeah. also this time where you get to, like, dig in deep to the important stuff. And there is you know, I've been using this phrase like go deep or go home because I used to say go big or go home. But, you know, I'm in this place where unless you get super, super close, like cuddle up tight, go to sleep with it every night, hang out, like listen to it, be attentive to it, like what your brand is and what you care about and what you stand for as a parent and an entrepreneur. Like that's the, the people that do that are the people that have brands that are just killer and that people like hop on board and say, I want to be your champion because you're close with it. It's your baby. So how do you do that? How do you go deep or go home? Like how, like how can. I get really uncomfortable. Okay. So... <laughs> I mean, brainstorming's uncomfortable. So when we go, oh, I had this good brainstorming session or I had this like get real with myself session and I wrote some stuff down, that's called note taking. That's not called getting real. Like you have to start asking yourself the questions or even better get with somebody that you feel vulnerable enough mm-hmm. with. I was just, I was just in an event um, this past weekend called Sex, Love, Desire, Untamed. Oh, wow. oh what wait. Is ever that, gone to- who's, is that, who's that by? Oh, it's Elizabeth. Yeah, um, Dialto. Yes, Elizabeth Dialto. Yes. So I went to her event. I had no idea about it. One of my good friends that I just met at the Thrive Conference, yeah. Samantha, I guess good friends for the last week. Right, awesome. I was like, I've never been. I'm going to totally do it. Yeah. I, you know, some from my team messaged me and they're like, I saw this on your calendar. What on earth is it you're going to? And it was like tribal dancing. They blindfolded us. But that's that's the space where I felt completely uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, But that's how you know you're digging deeper is if you feel really uncomfortable. I think that's a good space. When I have you have that like thing in your throat where it's like it doesn't matter what you say next. You feel like you might cry because what you say next, you're scared to say out loud. That's when you know you've got to something when you're scared that what you're going to do, how you're going to be, you're going to be judged for or you're going to judge yourself for or you're going to find something out about yourself Mm. that you didn't really want yourself or the world to know like that's the cleansing stuff that gets you closer to who you are because if you don't feel super Mm. confident about standing up for something then you're not going to feel super confident when you talk about it when you connect people when you bring everybody Mm. together and your tribe thrives off of your energy and confidence about what you care about and that's how they band together that's very very interesting very interesting 
So go to where you feel uncomfortable. That's that's really interesting. Um, and yeah, Liz, uh, Elizabeth is is crazy. I've met her a couple of years ago, and she yeah, she is something else. She's a powerful awesome. woman. Yeah, yes, powerful. It was a, it, like I said, a lot of fun and also totally yeah. out of my comfort yeah. zone. And yeah. people say that a lot, like get out of your comfort zone. But what does that really mean? Exactly. It means saying yes to opportunities that you wouldn't normally do. It means hmm. connecting with people that maybe you wouldn't normally connect with. It means going to events that maybe aren't your complete niche and Very experiencing that. Yeah, because when someone said, hey, Danny, you should do this with me on Friday. And I was like, oh, that title kind of weirds me out. I don't know how mm-hmm. I feel about that. Mm-hmm. And then I said that was the exact clue in my brain to say yes okay, and do it and experience it. And it was, it was awesome. I mean, it was – I danced for like 90 minutes oh my blindfolded in a room with 30 other women that were also blindfolded just there just like enjoying the dance and it was awesome sounds something sounds something elizabeth would totally do love it (laughs) all right so you mentioned confidence wait no before we go confidence i want to pick at what you said about um getting deep and having a brainstorming session and so Imagine, okay, I want to just, I just want examples. Like for example, I take my notebook and I sit down and I just have a heart to notebook and would that be considered going deep? You know, the reason I'm asking is because we're like always on our phone. We're in the line at the grocery store. We kill time by being on the phone. We have a second, you know, to wait for someone or something. We're on the phone like all the time. And I've been catching myself doing that all the time. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not letting my brain to think like all the ideas are born out of thinking like we're remodeling our house and so I've been standing like never do that oh my gosh just hire a crew um and I'm like honey we can just do this by ourselves I mean what it's just standing and like patching holes and so I can't have my phone in with me because it's so dusty so I'm like mask on gloves on can't listen to anything because my phone is away and I'm just thinking and I so many ideas so many things came up that otherwise it would never. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to take some time to think and brainstorm because I don't do that all the time. So please share, like, what is your definition of going deep? Yeah. So I think you, if you can't draw, okay, so let me put it this way. The, the brainstorming visually is this brain dump of information, right? And then you uh, basically, or let me let me do this. The b- before you start brainstorming, you have to have the idea like, what do you want to brainstorm about? Mm-hmm. Is it a how you're going to move your business forward? Mm-hmm. Is it how you're going to structure a podcast you're starting? Is it what's going to be in your book? Is it an event? Whatever that is. So you start small, and then the brainstorming becomes the brain dump of just thinking, like a throw up of like everything in your brain, right? And then the refining process to come to actual like how are you going to implement, how are you going to use it, mm-hmm. uh, then pairs down. So it kind of ends up being like a snake that ate an elephant is the visual, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so for me at the end of brainstorming, of the brain dump, is is a picture. I, I love pictures. And so like when I go to mm-hmm. events, I'll show you. Like this was from the Thrive event. Oh, I don't wow. take notes. Uh, I take um, I take pictures. So I don't do – like this is literally how I take notes at a conference because oh my gosh. If, I, wow. if I can't pare it down to w- the simplest essence of what it actually means to me or mm-hmm. how what I might do with it, then to me it's just notes that you're going to never or maybe look back on but not recognize it. So I would take all those things exactly. in your head and you have to draw – if you were going to simplify it 
to an absolute just picture of what is it as a Venn diagram? What is it mm-hmm. as a, a flow of something they, they somebody's going to fill out? Like what is that end thing hmm. that would help be as simple as possible visually? To me, that helps you dig deep to go, you know, for instance, I was in journalism school. So while everybody had to write mm, 15 amazing. page essays about a book, I had to, my entire grade was about pairing an entire book down to one paragraph writing the back of that book, like writing the one headline for that article. So every word to me matters. And to me, words have lots of different meaning and and wonderfulness. So to me, the brainstorming is throwing it all out there while you're thinking while you've got your mask on. But the digging deep is saying, if I could only use three words to say what's going to happen, or if I had to draw a picture and you have to be really, really close and comfortable with what those words are and what Mm -hmm. they mean and what they do for you and what the implication is and what the impression is and what other people are going to you know, do with them and feel with them, that to me, it's the paring down that's the digging deep, which seems counterintuitive because you think the dig- digging deep is, is you know, just all the, the thoughts that you have. But to me, the digging deep is committing to the, the simpleness of whatever it is you're going to do with all of that stuff. Oh, okay, this is so good. I seriously, I'm going to have to go back, listen to, to this on <laughs> slow-mo and pick out all these golden nuggets because there's a lot of them. Thank you so much. That was really good. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, you know, we really need to take the time to do that. Like mamas who are listening, like it's so important. I know that we're all so busy doing stuff and like, uh, I mean, to me personally, like I'm not doing anything if I'm not seeing like progress and to me, brain dumping is not progress. Like that's how my brain thinks and which is so sad, but it's so important because every time I do do a brain dump, it is so so clarifying to where I'm going and you know we talked about clarity on the show before um and I'm sure you can relate um Dana because it's like you you see clear but you don't and it's like you see today or tomorrow but then it's like again like who am I why in the world am I here for um can you share a little bit about that like how did you define the mom the boss mom brand how did you define like where you're going and where you want to be yeah I think for me I I create started to create lists of Mm. um things that I that sat with me like things that were important to me um and so for me it was that you know okay I've got my story so I can define my story and then for me it was I can still be a good mom and a good entrepreneur at the same time. What does that mm. mean? And I just start writing things out. I mean, mm. ultimately, I'm a big believer in manifestos because yes. when we start to say, what do I believe in? What world do I want to live in? Like, what do I know to be true? Like, what are what are all those things that we want to start writing those down? And I would just kind of list them in the, if I were a mom, just a mom, like what's what's important to me? And if I'm just an entrepreneur, okay, well, and so I'd start to outline that. But then honestly, I, I had a, hired people. So I, when I was writing the book, I had a book coach. I hired somebody to uh, brainstorm with me, literally a copywriter Mm -hmm. that her entire job was just brainstorming Um, because I'm a talker. So if I know I'm a speak to think person, that's a true extrovert, then my best ideas happen when I'm speaking. And so I need somebody to speak to that. What she's good at is deciphering what I'm saying and then playing back to me as it pared down. And so I knew that. So I hired somebody. If you're a speak to think person, uh, or sorry, I think, uh, uh, yes, speak, yeah. think, think, speak person. I'm, I'm the same way. Introvert, yeah, if you're an introvert, yeah. then write it all down and then send the writing to somebody mm-hmm. who can pull out for you. So whichever way you work, bring somebody on your team. And then I actually went out 
and helped the allowed the community to help me make decisions so that it one created buzz but two actually helped me make decisions about like I care about these things which things do you care about and what resonates with you so that they could tell me and then I got a bunch of those people to actually be on just a volunteer team to read the book to help me through the book to help me through things and I still do that all the time today about within the community like mm -hmm. how do you feel about this like how does this does this set with you right like am I on so the right good. track with this because honestly like even in the digging deep, I don't believe you can come to real, true, aha moments all by yourself. Mm. I mean, community people. So even if you sit in your room so and good. thinking through, you you now have, I've got an idea, I've got this thought, yeah. and now I'm in this, in this, my own sort of paradigm of how I see the world. And the only way that I feel like really solidify in your soul that that's something that's an aha moment for you yes. is to talk to somebody about it yes and have them go oh that's amazing did you think about it like this or this resonates with me like this mm. and then it and that gives it space to like settle in and sort of like you know wedge its way in there into your soul and it becomes part of you and so your aha moments aren't just things on a piece of paper your aha moments become like part of you and your story and then you start talking about them and I integrate my aha moments into my life so much that I've gotten really good at seeing them really, really quick. How do you do that? My process. Um, well, like for instance, you, uh, you, if you take notes, right? So yeah. you say, oh, yeah. I'm a note taker. Grab three colored highlighters and one color highlight, you know, pink is things that could be podcast topics and blues are things that could be really things to email, great to email your notes. And, you know, green is something that could be coursework and things like that. And so I just start doing that where I then can go back really quickly and go, okay, well, these were five podcast things. I'm going to, you know, see how I, that works with my community mm. and I'm going to send those three things out. And when I, and then you just have a like hi, circle highlight, whatever you want to do that are your, there's something deeper here. There's a meaning here and I don't know what it is. And then I pull that thing out of the note and go, okay, what can I do with that thing? I'm going to hop on a discussion with somebody or I'm going to uh, you know, talk to my husband because that's the right person or my mom or my team or sit down and make that one phrase a whole new page of notes. And that's how you just go down. And, you, and then that way you can dig one thing out, but then go back to your highlighted things and go, OK, I can touch those like the, like the forget me not place or the parking lot place where you can go back to. And that way you don't forget things, Gosh. but you don't feel like you have to have all of this in your brain. Yes. To execute. You can just pull out the little tiny segments of it because at any given time, we've got a million ideas in our head. And the hardest part about being an entrepreneur is focusing on one at a time yeah. until that thing works for you. And once that thing works for you and you're making money on it or you've built the community or whatever your goal is, then you then you can do the next thing. Yeah, And so these sorts of exercises help, help me do the focus so I don't feel like I'm forgetting those things, but I can prioritize the time and importance and what I'm going to really focus on. Oh my gosh, that is so good. That is so <laughs> good. Ladies, I hope you're taking notes, but if you're driving, don't. Um, I want to say... Uh, <laughs> I want to say again, thank you so much for joining us, um, Liz Thompson, um, picking up six kids from school and thinking about all the work that isn't getting done right now. Liz, sweetheart, I'm so sorry your your kids are sick, but please don't think about the work that's not getting done right now. Like, be here with us, okay? We, you got this. You can do this, okay? Um, she can. And she's an amazing book editor, and she does amazing oh work. And that's a lot. It's a lot of kids. 
Oh my goodness, Liz, you're amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Irina, thank you for coming on. And Natalia, thank you so much. You, you know what? I love that too. She said, go deep or go home. I love that. Me too. <laughs> um, Veronica, thank you so much for joining us. And Natalia says, putting notes into pictures is such a great idea because I'm a visual person. I need to try this. Me too. So good. And Mickey says, yes, one at a time. That's been hard for me, but I know it's super important. You know what? I was talking to a business mentor one time and he's like, Vicky, you need to focus on this idea. You need to focus. And I'm like, okay, yes, yes, I need to focus. And I'm like taking notes. And he's like, do you know what focus means? I'm like, well, like, you know, like really focus and do it. And he's like, no, 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 focus. And he gave me like, what is it called? An acronym. Uh, follow one no, hold on. <laughs> Let me write it down. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, follow one course until successful. And oh, so I like, like that. Yeah. So follow one course, like whatever your idea is, follow that course until successful, until you reach, like you said, until you reached your, the point, the goal that you wanted to reach, and then you can move on to the next idea. So I love that. Um, well, and you, you touched on something, by the way, that means yeah. you have to have a goal. Exactly. Exactly. Which is what a lot of people do. They they get an idea, they follow a path, and they go, well, I'm going to do this thing. Yeah. But they don't yeah. actually know what they're that sort of end in mind, the Steve exactly. Covey, you know, thing. that And what is that end in mind? So for everything that you do, uh, I believe every – I don't believe in homeless tasks is what I yeah. call them. Everything <laughs> should that. be part of a larger project. Love that. And the larger project should have a goal. So if you don't have goals, if you can't trace the task that you're doing right now to a goal, like if you're listening to this episode – and you're just listening to listen, then you're not going to actually use anything that we talked about. You're not sure. But if you said, you know what, I'm creating an opt-in for my website and I'm listening to this episode because I want to re- recognize how I can launch it in the next week or how I can do this thing. Now you can take anything I've just talked about exactly. and figure out how you're going to apply it. So every time you're doing anything, if you have the goal in mind of what it is you're focusing on, then everything that happens in your life from talking to someone at your kid's daycare to, you know, going to the grocery store to being on podcasts and, you know, shows like this, you can apply it to how it's relevant to the thing you're focusing on. And that is when the magic starts to happen. Because all the information that seemed like the shiny object syndrome becomes just food for the focus that you have and for the goal that you're trying to get to. But if you don't know what that goal is, then it's hard to to understand how all the stuff that happens in your world is relative and so relevant good. to that goal. So good. So, so good. And ladies, while we're listening, while you're here, let me know what your goal is. Like, what is your goal for the next week? I mean, if, if it's a long-term goal, month, a year, let me know in the comments. I would absolutely love to hear and give you a shout out. Um, so, um, Diana, back to you. So, okay, this is so good. Like, this is so so good and like not only okay not only am I like inspired and pumped up but like we can take what you just shared with us and apply it to whatever goal that you're working on and by the way ladies I'm still waiting on those goals um so let's let's move on and talk about confidence goodness gracious like you exude (laughs) confidence like you think of Dana Malstaff you think confidence really yeah I think down. silly, ridiculous. I don't know. There's you a ton are of other words so I would say before confidence. confidence <laughs> I here's the thing. There okay, so there's confidence. Um I'm confident in what I believe in. Um I also just 
have come to a place in my life. I've literally like birthed babies. That's a lot, right? Yeah. Um, and messed up a ton and done things that are work and don't work and all those things. I, I honestly don't care what people think. I, I think there's a part, a, a little bit, not of um, like of apathy, because I, I listen to everybody I talk to and believe everything everybody says to me is valuable. So I value every single person. I just don't care if somebody doesn't resonate with me that's fine because there's somebody out there that will I don't I don't need to try to be that person and so the second I became comfortable with just me being me and that's going to work for some people and it's not going to work for other people Mm -hmm. and I stopped trying to be liked by everybody or have a brand or a thing that's liked by everybody it's very liberating and I think that allows me to like you said you were like Dana you're being so real and I was like I how does everybody else act yeah because I mean Honestly, the the me keeping secrets, when we talk about go deep or go home, mm-hmm. me keeping secrets about the fact that if you go this way with the camera, my office is a total mess. Like that's that doesn't make me any worse of a person. It doesn't mean that all of the things I've achieved in the Boss Mom brand or in my life no longer count because that part of my office is a total disaster. Uh, that's okay. For me, that doesn't change me or who I am. So the confidence you talk about is, honestly just the me being really comfy with me Mm. and a lot of that has to do with me sharing a lot of who I am Mm. and and over time recognizing that that doesn't make me any less of who I am that is so powerful and I know I keep (laughs) saying that that is so good oh my goodness be comfortable with yourself that's so good and I want to go back to our live audience um Liz and Miki agree that you're a rock star um <laughs> veronica lamb says follow one course until successful love it yes i love it too and miki also said that um veronica your goal is for the week is to finish writing the slides and scripts for the next course oh my gosh that's a huge goal congratulations hun. you got yeah. this and so you know how can you apply what we've talked about here into what you're doing uh, focus is it brain dump I would love to hear um, Irina says create stability focus calm and presence through my yoga coursing offering my yoga course offering sorry I don't know how to read um, no I do sorry um, Irina that's so good that that is really good I love the words that you use um, it's something that um, Dana talked about uh, be very very specific and with the words that you use and I love that um, Mickey said my goal this week is to write a couple of blog posts that focus on helping my target market I love that I love that thank you so much for sharing that ladies and I know yeah, more and I, I, I love too when you say writing blog posts that focus on my target market the goal yes. has to be what do you want those blog posts to do? Mm-hmm. Because we can just write words or stories or things. I find a lot of people write a lot of content and then they don't understand why the content doesn't get them what they want. And so you have to know what you want the content to get you before you write it. So Mickey, write when you're going to go sit down to write, say, I want it to be helpful and apply to my, you know, the women in my community. What do you want it to do for them? Is it meant to inspire them? Is it meant to be tactical and pragmatic and give them actual information they can implement? Is it meant to make them feel like they're not alone? And understanding Mm. what the goal of the actual content is 
helps you recognize if what you're writing will reach that goal. So at the end of it, you can go, wow, I didn't just write a thousand words. I write a th- wrote a thousand words. They're going to do this particular thing for my community. Mm. And then once you know that, it makes it so much easier to actually share it out because now that you know what you wanted it to do, your sales content or your share content becomes focused on the thing that you want that transformation to be. Exactly. So, hey, feeling like you're totally alone and alienated and wanting to find, you know, find that courage to do A, B, and C – my blog post is going to help you do that. And please share it out to anybody else you know that needs that thing as well. I'm so, so happy. Our content becomes very purposeful. I'm so happy you shared this because, you know, when I was just starting out um, in 2012, I would, you know, write stuff that's, that's good stuff. And I'm like, oh, why isn't anybody reading it? And the problem was, and I see this very often, is we write content not for a target market, but for our peers. It's like, yeah. hey, I'm a coach and I'm going to write about how I set up my coaching um, calls. I mean, that's good if that's what your, that's, if, you know what I mean? If, that, yeah. if that's your, um, if that's your market, like to teach other coaches how to set up uh, call, you know, calls, then go for it. But oftentimes, so ask yourself, am I writing for my peers or am I writing for my market, my target market? Yes. So yeah. And, and. Your, I mean, your job is to bridge gaps, right? Mm. Is the things that people can do on their own and the, the life or the transformation or the world they want to live in is over here and what you're doing helps them get closer. So look at it and go, is what I'm doing bridging the gap? And in order to know if you're bridging the gap, you have to know what's on the one side of where they are and what's on the other side. So if when people, it's so funny to me, when people go to release something and they go to write copy for their sales page and they're like, I just don't know what to put on the sales page. In my mind, I'm going, you should have been able to write your sales page before you ever made copy. Because if you don't know where people are and their frustrations and the problems and the, the life that they want or the things that they want and then how what you're creating yeah, helps yeah. lessen that and creates this really stable bridge that they're pumped to run across, then then how, how do you know that what you're creating actually works? Like you got to know those things first and that's the copy that you use is everything you do should be bridging a gap. So you got to know what's on one side of the bridge and what's on the exactly. other um, and be able to vocalize that. And you get really confident about, like I said, Go out and just talk about it. I did the podcast last week. I, I said like fumble over your words. That's totally okay because it, saying it out loud and the fumbling that you do, it's like practicing anything—a language, a music, you know, musical instrument, a math, anything. You fumble until mm-hmm. one day you just stop fumbling. But if you never say it out loud because you're scared, you're not confident, exactly. then you're never going to be confident. Like I literally go back to podcast episodes I've recorded or been on from a year ago, and I'm like wow, could we like get them to take that down? That was, that did not go as well as I thought it would. It maybe sounded good at the time. And then I go back and I'm like, I'm a different person. I've got like better words, but that's okay. Because if I didn't do it then, that. then I wouldn't have come to where I am exactly. now. And so if you just don't exactly. say it out loud, you're never going to get to the space where saying it out loud feels comfortable. Oh, I love that high five. That is so good. And you know, I have these thoughts too. It's like, Oh my gosh, I started my show in January. Can I just like take those episodes? Can you just start over? Like, did you just take the same guests and just like start over? Um, but again, I have to remind myself I wouldn't be here if I wouldn't start then. So don't be afraid to start even with your imperfections, with your maybe no, with no experience or whatever. You'll get there. 
And I just want to go back to our live audience. And um, Liz and Irina are just like totally um, talking about how awesome you are and what an awesome <laughs> business coach you are. Um, Kelsey said, uh, that is the single greatest thing you've taught me. Diana, to have a point behind everything I do and create. Love that. Um, Kevin says, my goal this week is to get our founder story told on three parents, mompreneur-related communities. She's a mompreneur. I'm not, but I can still share, right? Yes, Kevin, you can still share. Um, so lots of aha moments here and lots of yeses, exclamation points. And I love that. <laughs> Ladies, thank you so much for being here. And we're coming to an end, but I have so many questions to ask you. So... Um, like really quick, I really want to ask you about your book. And you said it took you six months to write it. It's absolutely insanely amazing. And thank you, um, ladies. If you don't have this book, I would love for you to win it. Just let me know if you want to win it. Make sure you share this um, this episode. Um, Facebook makes it so easy to share, right? Just click share um, and get a copy of this book. It's amazing. So, how did you write it? What was your process like? Um, I did mind mapping first, so. Mm -hmm. What's the idea, which was not actually the boss mom idea originally, but it mm. spawned that idea. I, so you look, you basically, when you brainstorm, look for trends. And the trend that I found was guilt was trying to figure out how to make things work when you have, don't have time, when you don't have, ba you've got babies, like you go and listen to a podcast and they're like, oh, well just batch your day and spend eight hours doing this. And, eight, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know what world you, I actually, the very first Periscope I ever did was um, I heard John was it John Lee Dumas talked about his morning ritual on yeah. the Art of Epic Wellness <laughs> podcast, and I got a Periscope and I was like, all right, let's be honest here. He like and I and I know John, so it's yes, funny now yes. to be like you re like I totally did this Periscope being like, okay, yeah, real people in the real <laughs> world. I'm sorry, do not have time for this amazing ritual where you're like, you know, he's brushing his body to like release endorphins and. Then he goes for a mandatory 30-minute run. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it does not happen in my world. And so it's, it's very clear that, that, you know, in this process of writing this book that, that I had to, like, it became the trend was that we do things differently and I feel differently and yeah. I have more yeah. things going on in my life than just being a wife or a woman and an entrepreneur exactly. or any of those things. I also have this other thing that's really big about being a parent. And so... It was the brainstorming, figuring all that out, and then taking that whole thing. I had this big sheet of paper on the wall, taking all of those words out and saying, okay, now I'm going to pull out the things that are important, narrow down the list. Okay, now I'm going to put it in an order of what makes sense in that order. And mm -hmm. then I sat on that outline for a couple weeks. Of mm -hmm. just I'd put it on uh, index cards where each topic was yes. on an index card, and I'd rearrange them to see if putting them in any other order made me think differently or made me see it differently until I finally – for like a whole week would go in the same, like the order that made sense. And it just kept going back to that order and going back to that order. And that's how I decided how I was going to do the book. And then I just went in then and tackled each, each part of that in its own and, and worked through it and just had goals for writing every day and gave myself grace when that didn't go the way I wanted yeah. to, but just got back on the horse and kept doing it. Um, and you get into a groove. I ended up having to rewrite a good portion of or rework a good portion of the first half of the book because I was a much better writer for the second half. Wow. And my editor came back and was like, yeah, your second half is awesome and playful and you have a lot more jokes. Um, could you do that to the first half? Wow. Because, you, you know, so you also give yourself that time and space to go back and Very see things. Cool. And I would go through and be like, oh, yeah, this joke is coming up or this idea. Or, I didn't do it this way because I was scared to put myself yes. out there in this space yes. and add that in. 
And then that way, both ends of the book really felt like it was part of one book. And just giving yourself to that process and then having somebody or some group that holds you accountable to that. Very, very cool. Very interesting. Did you write it like in Google Docs or did you use Scrivener or... So I actually use like Google Docs, Mm -hmm. uh, but I would totally use Scrivener or something else um, in the future is what I'd recommend. Um, There's some good online tools that actually like track the words you're writing and Mm -hmm. things like that. Sometimes Mm -hmm. AppSumo has things that you can buy. Um, So I would would recommend that just because organizing with Word was not as easy um, as Mm -hmm. I think it could be in a lot of other tools. So I would definitely recommend some kind of tool. Mm, Very cool. Very cool. And uh, Dana, I want to talk about your retreat. So when is it happening? Who is it for? What's it going to be like? Yeah, so it is uh, happening January 27th and 28th, which is a Friday and a Saturday here in San Diego. And um, it's for, we actually have some non-moms yet, but it's for basically women who a lot of them are moms, but are want, are in that nurture space where mm-hmm. they're not just building a business because they want to make money. They're building a business because there's this thing inside of them where they have to create, they have to grow, they have to nurture. And they also want to do it in a way that, Um, feels good and going out into some of the normal spaces is scary because it feels salesy it feels pushy Mm -hmm. it feels uncomfortable and they're not doing it so creating this really safe space was in is important in the boss mom community um but it's it's i also have a hard time going to conferences because even though i love them because i had said this before we came online i get like i have a an inspirational like level where once i get past that i'm actually burnt out of inspiration you know, and after the 20th speaker, you're like, oh, my God, if I don't implement something like I'm going to explode from inspiration and then I'm going to be depressed because it's like a sugar high. You get the sugar high and then you get home and you're like, I don't have time to do all these things. Exactly. There's all these amazing people. And oh, my God, I'm going to I'm just going to go take a nap and then watch, you know, like Netflix binge <laughs> because, you know, I can't eat French fries. So it's it. It's a space where we don't do that. It's a space that's very much like mastermind. That. As much time as we go up and teach, we even more time go and implement. And we don't have speakers. We have facilitators at each table. So, so each table of eight women are going to be able to have a space of, and they deal with more than one facilitator throughout the two days to really implement. And the idea is that we're setting up your plan for 2017. So, so what you want to do. So it's how are you going to grow your community? How are you going to automate? How are you going to, what content are you going to create? What's your editorial? What's your social media? All those things. We're not going to say, you know, it's not going to be like, I'm going to do this three times a day. I'm going to do that. But it's setting the goal, setting the plan, setting the focus so that when you go home, you literally have a notebook that is filled out that is your kind of business plan for this the following year, this 2017 year that you can work on. And it also helps you know exactly where you need more help. So that when you leave, I'm not promising to solve all of your problems. That's impossible to yeah, do in yeah. two days. Of course. But at the end of it, you we can really clearly go, what you need is somebody who's going to help you do A, B, and C, which is really important because a lot of times we go out to get help and we don't know who we need, what we need. And exactly. we end up honestly spending money in places that could be really great at what they do, but is lost on us because we're not ready for it. Exactly. I love that. And I love that you're giving that space and creating that space for um, entrepreneurs to come together and to actually do the work because I get high on inspiration too. That's such a really, really good um, metaphor. Like 
Um, and then when you come home, you really, first of all, first, you have to come back down to earth from all that inspiration. And then you have to create that time to make it happen. And so I love that. And I can envision myself just like creating that plan, handing it off, handing it off to a business manager, take care of this. And that, you know, you know what I mean? And do what you're, uh, what you're best at. So, um, where can we find more about this retreat? Yeah, it's just boss-mom.com forward slash retreat. And, um, the fun thing too is like I love Ellen Show, I love all like Oprah, those kinds of yeah. things. We we're infusing some of that in there. I love so that. um yeah, like we're like, how can we have some prize that's under somebody's chair? Like how can we I love like that. like we're having it where people that are putting things in our in the swag bag, um, where one person in is in it's like the golden ticket, right? Where it's like that. something different than everybody else's. How can we have a whole raffle side where I have my lawyer is giving away a whole trademark package. We have a website package. We have a, a logo design package. We have a Love book that. editing package. All of those things where the more you engage, the more raffle tickets you get so That's that amazing. you can potentially win. So I was like, how can we make it fun and engaging, kind of like a fun game show where there's dancing <laughs> and enjoyment, but we're also digging in so that you're not like exhausted from being an entrepreneur. You get to feel like a woman. You get to feel like a someone that's just having fun. You get to feel relaxed. So it's a nice mix of uh, bringing you from different places. Like Irina, who's on, she's going to be doing yoga with us. Um, we have a bunch of fun stuff. Like uh, Lila from the Higgins Creative, she designed our I Heart Your Face mugs. Oh, they're and so she, cute. Oh, my she's gosh. She's doing a breakout class that you can do if you want with a glass of wine and learn how to do the hand lettering and stuff. So... Yeah, awesome. it's a, we, we joke it's like a mastermind uh, dance party and um, what is it? And a retreat had a baby or a spa, <laughs> a spa day had a baby. I can't remember. It's three things had a baby. <laughs> oh, it's my gosh. Fun. That is so funny. All right. Dana, thank you so much for joining us. Like this was a lot of fun. And thank you all so much for joining us live. This was so much fun. I really, really appreciate you, hon. All right, thank you so much for joining us live on the Mompreneur Show that happens live every single Monday, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. I really appreciate you ladies for joining. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for all your kind words, for your engagement, for your questions. This has been a ton of fun. To find out more about Dana, please go to boss slash, no, what is it? Dash boss-mom.com and I love how that rhymes boss-mom.com and learn more about her um, and her retreat by the way um, Dana we didn't talk about this but her community on Facebook is incredible so make sure you check that out as well and last but not least check out her book boss mom on Amazon and Yuli, I'm going to go through the comments ladies and pick one of you as a winner if you don't have the book yet if you do I would love to um, get a name for a friend of yours business bestie doesn't and send her this book it's amazing alright thank you again so much for joining us Um, for more episodes just like this go on to mompreneurshow.com where you'll find lots of great episodes just like this dating back from January they're all amazing and then if you want to learn more about mompreneurship um, it's, it's all there and I really hope that you'll be inspired encouraged and educated all right I'll see you next Monday at 10 a.m pacific 1 p.m eastern right here on Facebook live talk to you later